Welcome to the Conscious Craft Podcast. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Hannah. And we are two health coaches on a mission to create a happier world, one thought, one breath, and one bite at a time. We are kicking stress to the curb, and we're not going to take life so seriously. No, and we'd love for you to join, because we're all about community, and we want you to be a part of ours. So head over to the show notes and follow us on social media. We'd love to connect. Okay, so on today's podcast, we are sitting here with one of our good friends, fellow health coaches, and author of the book, It Feels Good to Feel Good, Cheryl Meyer. How are you? I'm great, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. We are so excited to have you. It was so good to see you at the Best You Conference, strutting your stuff. Mm-hmm. And your, in your superwoman gear. Yes, yes, exactly. You are <laughs> you are superwoman in our eyes. I'm going to wear that when I do my speaking engagement in Burbank in June. I'm going to put on my Wonder Woman outfit. Wonder Woman. There. Yes, yes, that is Get awesome. That will definitely get people's attention, that's for sure. (laughs) You're doing such amazing stuff, Cheryl. You're spreading so much awesome knowledge that people need to know, especially in terms of toxins. I don't think most people know how many toxins we have in our environment, in our bodies. They're kind of ruling us right now, but you are tackling this issue head on. Mm -hmm. So do you want to tell us a little bit about... We can tell you have a real passion. Because I didn't know any of it when I got sick, when I got autoimmune disease six years ago. I didn't know any of it. I know that people don't know about it, which is why I wrote the book and why I'm out there doing all the things that I'm doing, because we're in trouble and we need to, to take this on head on for ourselves and for our kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? when you found out about your autoimmune um, disease and what made you research all those toxins and get really into it? But it actually, and it's not unusual, it actually started as much as 15 years before it rose its ugly little head as autoimmune disease. And I didn't recognize the signs. First, I used to be a department store manager for the Broadway, an old department store that was here in Los Angeles. And I couldn't go in the cosmetic department for very long because all of the fragrances really bothered me. Hmm. So that was my first sign that my toxic load was building. Then it was my mascara. It was making me nuts. Hmm. And it didn't matter if it was hypoallergenic or if it was just a regular mascara. I had a really hard time finding something that didn't annoy my eyes. Then it was my underarm deodorant. Some of them made me blister. Some of them made me rash. I finally found a woman who had lupus that made a clay and essential oil underarm deodorant that I could use. Then I woke up one morning and my lips and my tongue and my eyes were swollen. My eyes were almost swollen shut. And by deduction, I figured out that that was fabric softener. So that was when I got the big NCIS slap across my face. (laughs) And then about a month and a half later, I woke up one morning and I hurt from top to toe and I couldn't get out of bed. So I made an appointment and I went to the doctor and she took some tests and she called me and said, there's nothing wrong with you. I said, well, there's something wrong with me because it's not normal for all my muscles and my joints to hurt like this. Mm-hmm. She said, well, wait a couple of weeks, and then if you're still having a problem, call me. So I waited a couple of weeks, and I went back in, and I said, I cannot live this way. This is terrible. We've got to do some more testing. 
so she did some more testing and uh, when I went back in for the follow-up she said I don't know what it is you don't show up as having anything but I'll give you steroids <laughs> oh, well my gosh. I had actually been on steroids when I was eight and I was not going back there and both of my parents had unusual illnesses where the medication became a bigger problem than their illness oh yeah so I didn't want a life of pain and pills so I said thank you, but no thank you, and decided I, t I have a jewelry business. I turned it over to my right hand, and I started researching. And in the beginning, I didn't even know what I was looking for. And I found summits by the functional medicine community, and I, I listened to 20 of them. Yeah. And they all kept coming back to, it all started with leaky gut. So I went, okay, what's leaky gut? Maybe I have leaky gut. So I started looking into leaky gut, and I found two biggies that you can handle yourself with lifestyle changes that will um, help you with leaky gut. One is to reduce your stress, and I had had people telling me for years that I was functioning under too much stress, and I thought it was good for me because it made me accomplish more for my business. Well, faced by a tiger 24-7, I was almost out of cortisol, which is your stress hormone, and that's one of the things that causes leaky gut. So, but my conventional doctor said, you're not to Addison's disease yet, so what to do? Well, there was actually quite a bit to do, but I'll get to that. The second thing I could do is eliminate all the toxins in my life. I didn't know that I had very many, but I started researching. And there's an incredible database called the Environmental Working Group that has hundreds of thousands of items on their database, and they rate them from one to 10. So I started one by one researching everything in my life and almost everything I was using in my life was toxic. Mm. I knew that there was an issue with GMOs and with conventional produce versus organic, but I didn't really understand it. Well, now that I do, there's no way that I'm gonna eat anything that's genetically modified. There are two kinds of genetically modified food one where they actually breed BT toxin right into the food. And what does BT toxin do? It blows up when they eat the plant. So unfortunately, mm -hmm. it's wiping out all our bees. And for anybody who doesn't know this, no bees, no more um, agriculture. That's how we get the little fruits to grow. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, but they blow up all the insects' guts. They're also blowing up the guts of the little bacteria in our gut. So, not a good thing. No. The other kind of genetically modified is where they are making plants called um, Roundup Ready. Roundup is a herbicide called glyphosate. And Monsanto will tell you that it's perfectly safe. They even for a while were saying it was so safe you could drink it. Oh. And there was a hilarious video um, where a French reporter was talking to one of the key guys from Monsanto. And he said, well, since you say it's so safe to drink, I have a glass of it here for you. And he handed it to the guy, and the guy stared at it and turned bright red. He started sweating. And the guy said, aren't you got up? And he stopped away because, of course, he's not going to drink it. They know yeah. that it's poisoning us. So those are the two kinds of genetically modified food. Don't they sound yummy? Yeah. But yeah. even our conventional <laughs> produce is a problem. Because they're spraying all kinds of chemicals on it. One of the chemicals, again, is glyphosate. But there are other chemicals that they're spraying on, on it, one of which is related to Agent Orange, which is mm -hmm. what they used in Vietnam and made all of our 
Vietnamese death stick. Well, they're spraying it on our food. And there's another one with a long cockamamie name that is actually (laughs) harming our children's brains. So, gee, doesn't that sound yummy? Now, they put out, EWG, the Environmental Working Group, puts out a dirty dozen and a clean 15 list every year. So the best place to start is to only buy the things on the clean 15 organic. Mm -hmm. But in all honesty, I buy everything organic that I can. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of things that I will buy conventional. Um, Avocado, because it's got a thick skin on it, I'll buy conventional. Mm -hmm. Broccoli just made what's called the clean 15 list. So it doesn't have a lot of pesticides on it. But if it's on that dirty dozen list, you don't want to go near it unless it's organic because it can have as many as 77 pesticides on it or herbicides on it. And all of that goes into your body and does damage. So that's where I started. I started with food. Then I looked into canned goods and the BPA lining in them, which are endocrine disruptors, which is one reason our little girls are maturing so early and our little boys are losing sperm count. Mm -hmm. So it's important. Um, Both Whole Foods and Sprouts here in Los Angeles have cans that if it's under the if it's under the Sprouts brand, it is BPA free. If it's under the Whole Foods can, um, you have to look for the label. But you don't want to buy any can that doesn't say BPA free because there are chemicals in it that are not good for you. Which led me to all the other kinds of food that we eat. I happen to eat paleo, and I'll explain why when I get into this because I need the B12 from meat. But whether you eat meat or not, you need to be filling your whole plate up with beautiful vegetables, preferably organic, from all the colors of the rainbow, because each one has a gift for you, mm-hmm. and preferably from the organic side of the plate. So try to go to, to farmer's markets, even if you're on the East Coast, buy organic frozen food in the winter if you yeah. can't find it any other way, but it's important. Okay, meat. Meat was one of the mm-hmm. things that was appalling. I won't even go into how these animals are treated. Mm -hmm. If they are factory farmed animals, just going to go into the danger to your health. Uh, If you want to get really upset, read how they're treated because that's grim. It is. Um, They are filled up with so many hormones and so many antibiotics and so many steroids to try to keep them alive until they can make it to your, guess where all that stuff goes? It goes right into your body. Mm -hmm. And you're not even getting just the chemicals. You're also getting the stress from the animal that you're eating if it's factory farmed. And since I have a problem with stress, that's not a good idea for me. So I only eat grass-fed, grass-finished beef. I only eat pastured pork, preferably heritage pork. If possible, heritage means that it hasn't been pampered with in any way. The regular pig from the beginning of pighood. Lambs only like grass, so they're easy. And when it comes to chicken, you don't want cage-free, you want pastured. Mm. You want free-run pastured chickens. Because cage-free just means that they get four inches of space uh, instead of getting to eat their natural diet. And how much meat do I eat? I keep it to the size of a deck of cards. Mm -hmm. You don't need tons of meat. So one way that you can afford the better quality meat is you don't eat as much of it Mm because you don't need as much of it. Then I got into oils. When I was a kid, I'm much older than you guys, I'm six, and now all the bad oils have become the good oils, and the oils we were told we were supposed to have are now the bad oils, so it's really ironic. But what oils do I use now? I only use ghee, 
which is clarified butter. Mm -hmm. Um, They take the whey and the casein out of it, and it happens to be extremely good for someone with autoimmune disease, which is what it ended up I had. Um, I use grapeseed oil. I use avocado oil. I use coconut oil. Mm -hmm. And for salads, I use olive oil. Mm -hmm. But I don't cook with it because it has a very low burn point. Now, the interesting thing about olive oil is that the mafia has gotten involved in it. So they're cutting it. What? With all the bad oils. What? No way. It's like, huh? Um, California has a law that if it's California olive oil, it's olive oil. But the Italians and the Greeks weren't going to allow us to take all their business from the tree to the bottle. (laughs) No way. So that they know that that olive oil is real olive oil. And even when you go to a restaurant... It's hard for me to eat out because I have 18 food sensitivities. But when I go to a restaurant and I ask them to bring me olive oil, I can tell immediately if it's just olive oil or if it's now a combination of olive canola oil. And canola oil is A, all genetically modified. I think 95 or 96% of it is genetically modified. And it's not good for you, even if it was not genetically modified. That little percentage that's left has mm-hmm. all kinds of downsides for your body. So I either take my olive oil with me or I won't use that. And I make them actually bring me the bottle before I'll use it because I want to know that I'm getting olive oil, which is remarkably good for your body. Yeah. So what other kinds of food? Um, Cheryl, you're such a good example of number one using your intuition but also number two knowing that you have the power especially with the internet to take your health into your own hands and not necessarily just take your doctor's word for it go out and research you're such a great example of that i really want people to own their own health Because if you don't own your own health, I mean, it doesn't mean I don't want you to follow your doctor's directions, but I want you to have a robust conversation with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it's a conventional doctor, they weren't taught anything about nutrition. So you are responsible to teach yourself about nutrition. That's That's not their job. And most of their new information comes from the pharmacies and the pharmaceutical companies. So yes, I mean... Conventional doctors certainly have their place, but you need to have a robust conversation with them, which means you need to research and you need to be informed. What I ended up finding was a functional doctor, like all the people who were doing the summits that I was listening to. I realized pretty early on that I wanted to have one of those. And there's actually a place online you can go to find one, which is ifm.org. And you put in your zip code and everybody who's been functionally trained pops up. All the doctors in the summits that I was listening to became functional doctors because they got sick mm-hmm. and they couldn't cure themselves. And even my functional doctor, she got sick. So she went back. She's a Yale-trained MD who went back to school to get her functional training because she got sick and couldn't wow. help herself. And what's the big difference? When I went to a conventional doctor, she immediately said, okay, this is what you're telling me. These are your symptoms. This is the pill you have to take. Mm -hmm. You go to a functional doctor, and number one, my conventional doctor appointment was usually about six minutes. My appointment with my functional doctor lasts about 45. And she looked at me the first time I went in and said, you know something? You're sitting on a tack. We need to find out where that tack is 
because something is causing these symptoms, so let's go find it. And I tease her that I'm like an onion. We keep pulling layers off the <laughs> onion, but she looks at my body from completely different eyes and different classes. Um, just a couple examples. My conventional doctor said my thyroid was fine. She was doing my thyroid from the pituitary to my thyroid gland. Well, guess what? My thyroid gland from here down to my adrenals was not fine. Right. That's where it was broken. Right. My mm -hmm. functional doctor found that, and I'm taking a yam-based compounded medication Ooh. that has me back to normal with my thyroid. Wow. Okay, not hard to fix, but certainly not easy to find right. unless you have the right person looking the right way. I wanted to be tested for allergies because I kept getting rashes. The only thing I was allergic to from the allergy test was the tape that held it on my back. <laughs> so I get to my functional doctor and she said, oh no, that's you, these are not allergies. She said an allergy is like a peanut allergy where you eat the peanut and you immediately have a reaction that could kill you. She said, you have sensitivities which start a slow burn. Mm -hmm. And that slow burn is what becomes um, the heat, the inflammation, that is not just the root cause of autoimmune disease, but it's also the root cause of cancer and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, even depression. All of the all of our major chronic illness comes from inflammation. So there's a sensitivity test, and I took it, and unbelievably, I have 18 of them, and wow. I call them my kryptonite. By eliminating my 18 food sensitivities, I had immediate relief from my pain. Oh my gosh. pretty amazing. That is that incredible. Is so um, my cortisol, I was very low in cortisol, but I wasn't to Addison's disease. She had me buy a DHEA spray from Amazon. Wow. So I spray under my tongue twice a day. My DHEA was almost gone. You need DHEA to fill up your cortisol. So I had none to fill it up. So by spraying this under my tongue, my DHEA came back to normal, then it went over and my cortisol came back to normal, and now no more chronic fatigue, no more brain fog, all of that disappeared when I got my cortisol back into balance. By fixing so they it- they look at things differently. Um, by fixing your cortisol levels, did you notice your stress levels be reduced in this whole process? Oh yeah, I was, well, not only did I hurt, but I was exhausted. I get up in the morning feeling more tired than when I went to bed at night. Mm -hmm. um, brain fog is the serious thing. Mm -hmm. If I have a flare now, which is something that happens with people with autoimmune disease, like I ate something at a Chamber of Commerce breakfast I shouldn't have eaten, so it probably was a bad oil for me. Um, then I immediately have that whole feeling when I get up in the morning of like, whoa, I can't function. Mm -hmm. And it's not a pretty feeling. So once you know how to stay away from those things, you want to, because mm -hmm. you don't want your body to feel like that. And I've come to the conclusion that at least women my age don't know that they don't feel good. They're not right. tuned into becomes their body. The norm. And yes, they know they have aches and pains. Yes, they know they have um, brain fog. Yes, they know they have fatigue. Yes, they know they get up more tired than when they went to bed. But they think it's age, mm -hmm. and they don't know that they can do something about it to feel good again. Yeah. And so that's part of my mission is to let them know. Um, there, I have a whole section in my book, Do You Have Inflammation? And it's a series of questions you can ask yourself because 
there's lots of signs to it. Something as simple as when I looked in the mirror in the morning, sometimes my face was puffy mm-hmm. and sometimes my face wasn't puffy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's inflammation. Yeah. I didn't recognize that. Right. Um, you know, all the aches and pains and all this stuff, it's all related to inflammation. And what I skipped over, which I need to go back to, is what is leaky gut? Mm. Because that's a big piece of the puzzle to understand. Leaky gut is when food gets into your digestive system that you don't properly digest. So if you have a lot of toxins in your body, that's going to interrupt you from getting it to the right size particle. Um, If you have a lot of stress, that's going to interrupt your gut from getting it to the right size food particle. The wall of your gut is only one cell thick. Isn't that unbelievable? It's, it's pretty nice. So <laughs> there's not a big barrier between your gut wall and your blood. So little particles start to go up against the wall of your gut. Mm-hmm. And if they're the right size, they just go right through and into your blood and then they go and they nourish your body and your body is happy. But if they don't get digested properly and they're the wrong size, they start poking up against the wall of your gut and they tear little holes into it. So in the beginning, your body doesn't notice it. But as it starts to get worse and worse, your immune system screams, attack, what is this thing? This is not a food particle that I can do something with. And what complicates it even further is that these little particles that your immune system starts to attack mimic other tissues in your body. So if you're weak in the thyroid, it will attack your thyroid, and it will become either Hashimoto's or Graves' disease, hyper or hypothyroidism. If it attacks your skin, you get eczema and psoriasis because that's where you're weak. In my case, it was attacking my muscles and my joints. But your immune system goes into hyper, and it's doing what it's supposed to do, only it's doing it in a way that's harmful to your body because you're allowing your gut to be leaky and put this stuff into your blood that it can't handle and doesn't identify with. So it gets worse and you get sicker. So by healing my leaky gut, I started to heal my body. One of the things we did was my sensitivities because they were causing me a reaction that was a flame that needed to be put out. So by eliminating we, we reduced the flame in my gut so that my stomach could heal. Um, you can take glutathione, which will help you heal your wall, but you want to do that with a, with a doctor. Okay. Um, and you want to eliminate anything that's causing this to happen. And the other things are things like parasites. Believe it or not, more people have than not. I was lucky that wasn't my issue. But there are, you know, candida is a biggie. Mm-hmm. Um, there are tests that your functional doctor will take to find out what do you have good bacteria in your gut or bad bacteria in your gut because if you don't have the right balance of all the good guys you also cannot properly digest your food so it's a whole balancing act that you want to get your gut to so that your body can start to heal and the most amazing thing about the body is it wants to heal itself if you give it nutrients it will use those nutrients to keep you healthy. But it's like a computer, garbage in, garbage out. You don't give it the right stuff, it can't help. And so you'll get sicker and sicker and sicker. And remember, there's a 15 year period where it's building up. So you need to start now, so you don't get like me and wake up one morning sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm -hmm. You wanna do it now so that your body thrives. 
um, all the way until old age. Somebody said to my husband, don't you guys know you're going to die someday? And my husband looked at him and said, yeah, but I'm going to die happy. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to feel good up to the end. And really, that's the goal. Yes, it's so true. I'm 69, John is 70. John thinks he feels better than he ever did in his 50s. That's incredible. So it's working. That's so amazing. And although I will always have autoimmune disease, and sometimes it causes me trouble, I'm feeling a heck of a lot better than I was six years ago, and I have lots of energy to do all the things I want to do, and that's the goal. That is so amazing, Cheryl. There are other areas of our lives where there are toxins. I mean, I didn't even go into processed food. If you can't pronounce it on the label of processed food, you don't buy it. Yeah. Because that's a synthetic ingredient that's going to do your body harm. You don't ever want to buy fast food because there's nothing in it that's redeeming at all. Your body can't use any of it. I used to look at a McDonald's hamburger and think, is this real meat? Well, guess what? Ends up it wasn't. So eat all the colors of the rainbow from as close to the source as you can. And that's the best advice I can give you for that. Uh, And stay away from genetically modified. And if it's on the dirty dozen, eat organic. And then we'll go into other toxins in my life. Started off with I was buying very expensive French cosmetics. And when I looked them up, they were all a nine on a 10 point scale. They were costing me a fortune for me to wow. poison myself. Wow. And people say, well, what does cosmetics have to do with toxins? Well, your skin is your largest organ. Right. So what you put on your skin goes into your body. And then it has to get out of your body. So if you have toxic load building up, it can't find where to get out. It's either got to come out of your lungs, it's got to come out from your kidneys, or it's got to come out through the bottom. And um, your liver is what takes all these toxins in and tries to prepare them so that they can get out of your body. And your liver gets overloaded and it can't do it anymore. So your cosmetics are really important. Yes. I have had an itchy head for 30 I know it's because of the synthetic ingredients in my shampoo. So I found a fantastic shampoo that is a one on the EWG scale. And my head's not itchy anymore. What is it? <laughs> Tell I us. that that was what my problem was. What, what shampoo? Okay, I use also their skin cream and their SPF. It's called Keys, K-E-Y-S, dash, soaps. S-O-A-P-S. Okay. She got skin cancer. Her husband was an executive in Silicon Valley for one of the big um, techie companies. And everything she put on her skin after she had cancer was bothering her. So he quit his job and started researching. And they came out with this incredible line that, honest to God, you probably could eat this stuff. It's so clean. Oh, my gosh. Um, not only do they make a SPF cream that doesn't have any toxins in it, and your suntan lotions are one of the worst things in your cupboard. Yeah. And they're killing our oceans, and they're killing the coral, and they're killing us at the same time. They yeah. make one that's a one on the scale. I use it every morning under my makeup. And they came out about a year and a half ago with a line of um, petroleum jelly product replacements. So your Vaseline, your Vicks VapoRub, all of that has now been done with avocado oil. Wow. Petroleum jelly is not good for your body either. No, no, no. It's got all kinds of things in it that um, you don't want to go through your skin and into your body. So they've replaced it all with an avocado-based 
That's incredible. They also make a bug spray that's fantastic, that's very low in toxins. So it's a pretty amazing line, and I strongly recommend it. Very so cool. those are the things that we're putting on our body. So over-the-counter drugs, good. Not good. You don't want to have over-the-counter drugs. I was allergic to aspirin as a child, so my whole life, they came out with Tylenol when I was 18. Mm -hmm. So my whole life, I've taken lots of Tylenol. Well, guess where one of the weakest parts of my body is? It's my liver. And recently, they have done studies that Tylenol is far harder on the liver than they ever imagined. And I just read a study that talks about how hard Tylenol also is on our kidneys. So, not good. So, Cheryl, I have a question for you. Do you have a recommendation? You know, I work with a lot of athletes. I'm an athlete myself, and we tend to live on anti-inflammatories. I took anti-inflammatories uh, nope. my whole college career. Um, there are natural anti-inflammatories that you want to take. For pain now, I take curcumin. Mm-hmm. No more Aleve, no more aspirin, no more um, ibuprofen. All that is all really hard on your gut. And the Tylenol is really hard on your liver. So what do I use instead? I take curcumin for pain. Yeah. Um, ingredient from turmeric. Yeah. And you want to take a curcumin that has black pepper in it. So on the bottle, it will say curcumin BP. You want to take it with the black pepper because that's what allows it. To, that's what allows your body to assimilate it. The alternative to that is to break the capsules into olive oil. I did that in the beginning. Ooh. It wasn't pretty to have one fingers <laughs> that have it all over me. That is quite the dye. So you take curcumin. Um, ginger is an anti-inflammatory. So you want to drink ginger tea. Mm-hmm. I have a whole list of things that are alternatives that will work for you as an athlete. And I will tell you, even if I get a headache, I pop an extra curcumin. And it takes care of it almost instantly. So it's pretty amazing. That is a powerful one. You don't want to be taking hay fever pills. Mm -hmm. They do damage to the body. Mm -hmm. So I had a big problem with hay fever. And I've been through them all. I ended up mostly taking Benadryl because for most people, it knocks them out. But for me, I was wide awake on it. Well, then I read an article that Benadryl causes Alzheimer's. So I found another anti-inflammatory all anti-inflammatories that I'm telling you about that are natural your body will love yeah so this one is called quercetin q-u-e-r-c-e-t-i-n okay um not only is quercetin great for hay fever I find that it works better than any of the other drugs ever worked prescription or otherwise but it also has a very healing effect on the gut And again, just read an article that's really good for your kidneys. So there's two antioxidants that are good for your body. They're good for your gut. They have positive benefits to your body. So you don't want to take that other stuff at all. And I list all the stuff, the antacids and what you do instead. Um, There are alternatives that are natural so that you don't need to take that stuff. And one of the things that I learned when I was looking into medications is whether it's a pharmaceutical or it's an over-the-counter drug they give and they take us away they do something good for you but then they do some kind of damage at the same time Mm -hmm. there is an incredible book out by a woman named Susie Cohen she's a pharmacist who is also a functional practitioner Mm -hmm. and her book is called drug muggers and what it tells you is if you're going to take like I'm I'm diabetic so I take metformin Metformin is actually thought to be a pretty good drug. It doesn't do a lot of damage to the body. It just does the good thing it's supposed to do. But it mugs all of the magnesium and vitamin C out of my body. 
So I need to be aware of that so that I compensate for that when I take that medication. A lot of the drugs do good and bad, and then it's not always so easy to compensate. But I'm not telling you not to take what your doctor's telling you. I'm telling you to research and have a robust conversation with them. And if it comes to over-the-counter medications, you control that so you don't need to be taking them. What's in my medicine box? What do I take when I start to feel a cold or flu coming on? I take stinging nettle. I take echinacea and elderberry. Mm-hmm. Echinacea and elderberry is now supposed to be even more effective than Seraflu. It's been studied. Wow, wow. So there are alternatives that you can take that your body will love, that will get you just as healthy. I actually went through the flu faster than most of the people in my life because I immediately jumped on it and started taking healthy alternatives to all those over-the-counter medications. So there's a lot of information in my chapter about on drugs that I strongly recommend for everybody to. Um, then we go into home cleaning supplies. Yes, yes, please okay. talk to us about that. Are those nasty? They're loaded with chemicals. Um, right down to the most toxic thing in your health is the in your house is the pod that you put into your dishwasher or your washing machine to do your clothing. Oh. If a three-year-old were to eat that, you probably couldn't even get him to the emergency room on time. Wow. So, but all of them are. I mean, I won't use brands, but all of those cleaners that you're using to clean your kitchen and your floors and your toilets and your bathrooms, they're not good. Yeah. They're loaded with stuff. Again, they go through your skin. Uh-huh. And then they also get into your body and the fumes get into your body. So what did I find? I found an amazing product called Branch Basics. Huh, okay. Branch Basics is made from plant enzymes. And I use it for almost everything. I use it to clean my kitchen counter. I eat a lot of eggs because I'm diabetic, so I need the protein in the morning. I hate washing the egg off the plate because it sticks. We use spray branch basics on it. You walk away for five minutes and it slides right off. It makes cleaning really easy. We do my floors with it. We do my counters with it. I clean my bathrooms with it. It's amazing. And um, it comes in a concentrate, so then you put it into bottles with different amounts of water so that you use the right uh, formula for whatever the project is that you're doing. I also have done my clothing in it. I now am using something from seventh generation that's fragrance free and very low in toxins, but Branch Basic makes an oxidizer that, um, booster that I put in my laundry that gets all my clothing very white and lovely. So Mm. they're an amazing product that you need to add. And then you don't have, 900 bottles of cleaning stuff you're using one that you're using in different concentrations that's doing the trick for you so it's it's a pretty amazing thing then we get into what are you cooking your food on right i have the teflon frying pan that i would have cut off my right arm rather than to give up (laughs) i loved it because again nothing stuck to it Uh well not only was the little black stuff getting into my body but the fumes were getting into my body from me cooking on it. So I finally got oh, rid of wow. it. Oh. Um, I got a whole set of stainless steel pans, mm-hmm. but I still wasn't crazy about the frying pans because stuff stuck on them. So I have now bought enamel frying pans. Oh. And they work just as well as the Teflon without any of the poison. Perfect. So that's all that. And I have bought um, clay baking sheets Ooh. that are fantastic. And I put parchment paper down. Uh-huh. 
um, which has, you know, preferably you want to use the unbleached, unbleached parchment paper because, yeah. again, bleach is a toxin. And then I bake on these clay pans that are just fantastic. So there are all, and all those little black plastic things you were using to flip your food with, the black spoons and all that, I now use silicone, which is not toxic. Hmm. So Silicone um, is not toxic? Silicone, my, it's not toxic. Hmm. So That's at least they haven't know. found out that it's toxic yet. Yeah. I couldn't find anything that showed that it was toxic. So, and, and they're kind of fun to cook with. They come in cool colors. Yeah, that's um, true. It's kind of a muted turquoise, so it's kind of fun to use it. Ooh. But, um, and then what do you store your food in? Okay, mm-hmm. the plastic's bad. Again, it's putting all kinds of endocrine disruptors into your body. So I bought glass containers with silicon lids, and that's what I store my food in. Um, so you start thinking through everything because it's about toxic load. Mm-hmm. That's the part I didn't talk about. Each toxin that you remove from your life gets you one step back closer to health. Because when I first started having my problems 20 years ago, it was the beginning of toxic load. Had I known any of this and taken all this stuff out, I would have never gotten where I was. Yeah. So it's just in the reverse. You start eliminating each one of these things, whether it's, food that's sprayed with glyphosate or it's Teflon that you're cooking on or it's what you're washing your hair with or using on your skin. Each thing that you remove takes you one step back closer to being healthy. And um, if you buy my book, I give you a workbook. Um, It's available online. I won't do you any good without the book. But the idea is you print the chapter that you're reading. You write down what you're finding in your house and in your life that's toxic. And then you put it in a binder, because I also tell you what I replaced it with in the book. So you write that all down. When you run out of one of the old toxic items, you go to your notes, and you write down what the new thing is you're going to buy in its place. So you're not spending a fortune. You're spending the same amount of money you were doing anyway, Mm -hmm. and you buy the new, less toxic item to replace it with until it took me five years to get rid of all this stuff. Um, And it's worth it to get rid of it all. We didn't talk about water. Water was an eye opener. Oh yeah, I let's talk about water. That Flint, Michigan was unusual. Flint, Michigan is not unusual. We have hundreds of cities in America that have just as much lead or even more horrific metals in their water than Flint, Michigan. You can actually go to your water department and get a water report of what's in your water. I'm lucky because I live in as its own artesian wells up against the mountain. So we get our own water down from the mountain. So my water is a little cleaner than almost everyone else's. But I still have put a filter under my sink that is taking whatever residues of toxic metals, pharmaceuticals that people have flushed down their toilets, mm-hmm. hormone things that have been flushed away, all of that's in our water. Right. And so you get a filter that will start to take that stuff out And then I bought stainless steel bottles Mm -hmm. that are not magnetic, which means there's no nickel in them. Mm -hmm. And then I fill up my stainless steel bottle every morning. This is what mine looks like. They come in all kinds of fun, bright colors. Yes, they do. Um, And this is what I take with me everywhere I go. If I have my way, I will never drink water from plastic again. Because not only is your water in your kitchen contaminated, 
but there's less regulation on the water going into the plastic water bottles. So it's loaded with crud. So you don't want the water that's in the plastic bottles. You're paying 1,200 times more for those plastic bottles. So if you want to know where you're going to save some money to buy organic, that's a good place to start. And then the plastic is getting leaching chemicals into the water, which are endocrine disruptor. And there was just an article particles of plastic are in the water which means you're actually drinking and eating it so it's not just the chemicals that are in the water but it's these little plastic particles that are in the water so you need to eliminate if i'm going to be gone more than one bottle i have a jug that i take with me that's amazing hot the water stays cool i fill up my own larger bottle two of these in a bottle and we can drive all the way to san francisco without needing to stop for water so (laughs) Water's a biggie, and uh, my dream, it, which is now going to happen, I have to replace all the pipes in my house because they're galvanized, which means they've got too little for the water to get through. Mm. Um, so we're putting a filter system on the whole house so that oh. when I take my shower, I won't be getting toxins through the water hitting my face. When I take a bath, I won't be soaking in the toxins through my skin, so my water will be toxin-free. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's going to be amazing. Then I go into the final chapters, which are toxins of the mind, and those are toxic lack of sleep, toxic lack of movement, mm-hmm. ants, which are anxious negative thoughts. I love that. I hate ants. I, <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of anxious negative thoughts when I started on this journey. Yeah, I think we can all relate. Toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. I was in a toxic relationship when I got sick. I was actually with a man for 10 years that I woke up one morning and he said, I don't like it that you're sick. Okay, I said, what do you want me to do about that? Mm-hmm. So ended up we didn't stay together. But I talk about toxic relationships, whether it's a toxic love relationship, a toxic parent, a toxic friend, a toxic work relationship, what to do about it, and how it's impacting your health. Mm -hmm. So it's all important. Um, There's a new book out on sleep by a Stanford professor, and he has declared that sleep is even, lack of sleep is even more toxic to the body than stress. And you really need seven hours of sleep. And what's interesting is that last hour is when your brain does a little brush up and it takes all of the bad stuff out of your brain so that your brain can function so that you don't get Alzheimer's. It takes all of the accumulation of the day and the, I don't know what they call it, but it's like cholesterol that's in the brain. It sweeps it out. Hmm. And if you only get six hours of sleep, it doesn't have a chance to do that. Hmm. So seven hours of sound sleep is really important for good health. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but the gut is this called the second brain of the body. Yes. So having a healthy gut is yes. really important. But I used to think I went to sleep and then you know my whole body went to sleep. No. When you go to sleep, your gut starts orchestrating all your body functions like it's giving them a tune-up. And so getting that great night's sleep is important, not only for what it's doing to your brain, but it has a, it has like a four o'clock in the morning, it's working on your adrenals. And maybe at two o'clock in the morning, it's working on your liver. The body really is an incredible machine. We will never oh, find yeah. anything quite like it. Yes, but if it we, is. again, we give it the things that it needs, like a, a good night's sleep and all the colors of the rainbow when we're eating, then the body will take care of us. But we got to give it the right tools and to be able to do that. So that's what the book is about. Amazing. Um, it's a lot. 
people get overwhelmed by the book, which is why I did the workbook, because it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It's it's a process. Yeah. You do it one step at a time. Um, some of the statistics, I got really frightened when I started looking into the statistics with our children. 53% of our children now have some kind of chronic illness. 53? Is that appalling? 53, 53. my gosh. And that includes everything from ADHD to autism to diabetes, which is um, increasing rapidly. Yeah, it is. Um, and I think it's because we have so many toxins in our lives that we can stop this. For the first time, our children are not supposed to live as long as us. I know, their, it's insane. Their lifespan will not be as long as us. And so if there's any moms out there listening to this, Start cleaning up now, mm -hmm. children a chance to live a long life. There's a lot of environmental toxins that they're going to deal with, but at home you control so much of what they have in their bodies and don't let them eat school food. Send them to school with things that you prepare. Um, it's important that you cook so that you know what's going into your body. All of this will impact you, your health, and your children's health. Mm -hmm. So I think it's particularly important. There are now 58 million Americans that have autoimmune disease. There's 140 different names to them. Mine is called undefined. And people go, well, then you don't really have autoimmune. Yeah, I do. I was sort of like a Chinese menu. I had a couple things from column A and a couple <laughs> things from column B and a couple things from column C. So did I have lupus or MS? No, but I still have all the markers for autoimmune disease. So, um, and it was not unusual that my doctor didn't know that was what's wrong with me. I joined an autoimmune group for a while and they were all searching for what's it called. And this, a couple of them were actually sent to shrinks because they were told that it was in their heads, that there was nothing wrong with wow. them, um, which is just insanity. That Learn is. to trust your body because we know when we feel good and don't let anyone tell you that you don't feel good mm -hmm. if you don't feel good. So um, my functional doctor immediately did tests and picked it right up. And then we started putting a plan together to get my health back on the right road and the sensitivity test was a biggie. She tested me. My thyroid was a biggie. She tested me for heavy toxic metals. I wasn't surprised that I was loaded with them. My joke has always been I was born in Pittsburgh, that I popped out allergic to Pittsburgh. <laughs> I literally did, now that I'm older and I understand. <laughs> because I remember, we left when I was four, but I remember them um, oiling the streets to keep the coal dust and the steel dust down. Oh, gosh. Um, my parents both had illnesses that I think were related to heavy toxic metals. I wish I knew then what I know now. But you get it not only when you're born through your parents and your ancestry, but then you pick it up yourself from your environment. I had every metal known to me, and it was Eureka. And it wasn't fun to do the detox, but they're gone. Yeah. And I removed all my amalgams, all my mercury fillings. Wow. Because had I started to do the detox with those in, I just would have pulled the mercury into my body out of my teeth. So you need a good environmental dentist that gets those out of you because you don't need them. They're not good for you. And then you get rid of the heavy toxic metal. So then what did we decide? We tested me for mold. I'm loaded with mold. I don't even have a clue where I got it from. 
So I've done my first mold detox and I did not get it all. So I just tested my office and my home and I don't have mold in either one. So I may have had mold in my body for a while because at one point I lived in the Northwest where it's very damp. So maybe I've been carrying this mold around that long before it started making me feel sick. But we're about to do another mold detox to see if we can get it. After we're done with that, the next layer of the onion is going to be that I'm loaded with herbicides and pesticides. Mm -hmm. Now, understand I'm a nice city girl, so I got those from my food. Mm -hmm. So if anybody wants to try to convince me that I should be eating eating herbicides and pesticides, good luck. I try to buy everything organic, and I've given other things up in my life so I can afford it. I cook all of our food. We don't go out very often, even when we travel in the car. Mm-hmm. We bought a little refrigerator for the car oh, so that cool. we can take our food with us. If I'm going to San Francisco where I have family, they've all gotten my paleo cookbooks as Christmas presents. <laughs> they know what to cook for me. Um, you know, there's ways around it. I have a business card that I have printed with my 18 food sensitivities. It has my picture on it, because if I give it to a waiter, he can't remember who gave it to him when he comes back. <laughs> but I send him to the kitchen, and I say, this is what I can't eat. Can you feed me here? <laughs> and I try to do research before I walk into someplace. That's so, you know, there's idea. ways to do this and to live a toxin-free life, and it's not really that much harder than living a normal life. It's just not normal. I've never been normal, so what the heck? <laughs> and um, what really is normal dairy nowadays? Dairy is one of my kryptonites. So I actually make a white sauce now out of half a cauliflower and two cups of soaked overnight cashew nuts. Mm, and I can take that, add a little ghee, add, add garlic and onion and seasonings. I can make clam chowder out of that. I can make Swedish meatballs out of that. You get very inventive. Yum. And when I serve that food to um, friends and company, that's what they're eating because it's really delicious. So there are ways around everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to be committed that you don't want to feel that way anymore. Because once you start feeling good, it feels good to feel good and you want to stay there, which is why I named the book, It Feels Good to Feel Good. Because once you know the difference between how you were feeling and how you're feeling now, you want to maintain it. Yes. So it's worth it to eliminate all these toxins. It will give you a totally new lease on life. Um, all these people having knee replacements and joint problems and waking up hurting from top to toe. You don't have, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm -mm. You can eliminate all these toxins and you can get your health back. And so my message is take care of yourself, own your own health, do your own research and have robust conversations with your doctors. That's because that will make all the difference in your life. So those are the most important things you can learn from me today. That's such valuable information, Cheryl. Yeah, that's so wonderful. And you are such an inspiration, I think, to everybody listening, just to hear what you've been through, what you've experienced, and the way that you've been able to come out of it on top. And that you did so much research to really find out the best way to heal yourself. We are all our own advocates, like you said, for our own body. And if we're not feeling good... We don't have to just listen to what we're told. We can actually take our health into our own hands and figure it out. Absolutely. We should take our health into our own hands. I used to do training seminars um, in my retail days. They put us all through executive training. And one of the phrases that came up that I will never forget is the who said of the greatest magnitude. Doctors are who said of the greatest magnitude. 
in my mother's generation, no matter what my doctor, her doctor said to her, that was what she was going to do. She never questioned it. Mm -hmm. She didn't even want me to tell him when the pill wasn't working or the pill was making her worse. Mm -hmm. The doctor said she should take that pill and he was the who said of the greatest magnitude. And guess what? You are your own who said of the greatest magnitude. So don't be afraid to question your doctor. He honestly hasn't been trained. It's not that he doesn't want to help you. It's that he hasn't been trained in any of these natural ways to approach your life. And you need to look that up and do it. A functional doctor has been trained, but they're going to get more into trying to find what the root cause of your illness is. When it comes to nutrition, you're going to need to do your own research or hire a health coach who can take you through all changes you can make. To have a healthier life and you can do it yourself or you can hire somebody but you owe it to yourself to do it absolutely so cheryl you've given us a ton of awesome information today if someone is listening to this and they haven't heard of any of this before where would you say is the best place to start with this um actually it's funny because it doesn't matter i had the first time i spoke at a lunch and learn I had a little old man walk in and his wife was behind him and he said, you're going to tell me what I can't eat and I'm not going to do it. And I looked at him and I said, you want to know something? I don't care. <laughs> you don't care. I'm here for you to tell me what I have to do. I said, I don't care if you start with food. Start with cosmetics. Yeah. Start with what you cook with. Yeah. Start with what you store your food in. Mm -hmm. Start with reducing your stress. Mm -hmm. And um, the easiest exercise for that is the Dr. Andrew Weil exercise, which I have my clients do, which is a simple breathing exercise. You can look up online where he breathes in for four, you hold it for six, and you whoosh it out of your mouth for seven. You do that three times in a row, and it resets your parasympathetic nervous system and brings your blood pressure and your pulse way down. So I said, start with that. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter where you start because it's all about toxic load it's easiest if you buy my book because I've already done all the research and there are lots of books out there on toxins but they tell you what the chemicals are that are toxic but nobody tells you what they found that was toxic and what they replaced it with Mm -hmm. so I think that that's the beauty of my book so that I went through all kinds of products that were not right for me Mm -hmm. I mean I probably went through five different cosmetics before I landed on what I'm using, which is something called Well Free, and it's W backward three L L people. Um, I liked it, but I have old skin. You have different skin. You might want a different makeup for your skin. Mm-hmm. But at least it gives you a place to start with yeah. products that I found that I love, and then you can go to the database and start looking for other things that are right for you. But I give you the first begin and. Anything you buy from me is a better choice than a toxic item that you're currently using. So you can go to my website. It's I have tons of information on my website for free. I've done five summits to date, and all of my free handouts are on my website for free. You can just go to my free stuff tab and download it. You can buy my book on my website under my um, store tab. And you can buy it either directly from me or you can go to Amazon and buy it. It's a little cheaper if you buy it directly from me, but that, you, you need the book. Mm-hmm. You can download a free chapter of my book um, where you can go buy the book. You'll see a place where you can just get a chapter and see, do you like my writing style? You'll mm-hmm. learn more about me than you ever wanted to know because yeah. I thread my story throughout the book. Mm-hmm. But I did that to try to make it 
you know, more personable. Exactly. exactly. My story may be similar to yours, and it might resonate. Exactly. I hired an illustrator, so I have really cute little illustrations in my book. So you that do. when you go from one chapter to the next, at least you'll get a little smile as you're going through the book. Um, I have all kinds of resources on my website. I have an even more robust resource area at the back of my book of all of the doctors that I follow and people that I follow that you can get newsletters from. Once you get into health, you want to keep learning because it's changing all the time. So you can get the first resources right on my website and then there's more in my book. Um, You need to just know that you need to own your own health and that will take some work, but the payoff is enormous because you feel so good. So my website is CherylMHealthMuse.com. Cheryl with a C, C H E R Y L M Health Muse, M U S E.com. And you can read about my story there. You can sign up for my newsletter there. You can get all my free goodies there. I've now done 35 podcasts. You can listen to any of them there. Some range from wild guys who are 33 who want to be drinking beer and smoking all the time <laughs> to uh, billionaire brown who was was healthy and he kept going wow i didn't know that <laughs> um there's all kinds of different podcasts on there that are fun to listen to and i have them all on my website i have my videos up that we made before we published the book and they're fun they're little trailers that are are. three minutes each they are really fun they'll all bring a smile to your face so there's all kinds of information there so use the information i've done so much of the resource the research for you it's there for you to take absolutely feel better and cheryl my goal is that everybody feels good Oh, yeah. it's so powerful. That's our goal, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And Cheryl, you've done such an amazing job with all this research. And this is such a good lesson for why what we put in our bodies can be medicine. But unfortunately, today, we just have to know what is in our environment and in our food that is actually causing right. us to be sick. Mm-hmm. So thank well, you. I have on my wall, medicine is not health care. Food is health care. Yeah. Yes. it's true it's time we see it for what it is it is time we see it for what it is and thanks to you for bringing it so much light and for sharing all of the information that you've learned and that you've researched and thank you so much for having me i adore the two of you so it's so much fun to do this with you oh thank Thank you you. thank you so we'll make sure to link your website so people know where they can go and find your book and if anybody is, is looking to see you in person in the California area, where can they find you next? I have three events coming up all in June. The 9th of June, I'm in La Crescenta at a holistic fair, and I'm going to have a surprise there. I have a new toy that I'm going to Ooh. have at the fair where I can actually read your aura for you and Ooh. talk about oh. it. The next day on the, I know, it's a crazy... It literally shows all the colors of your aura around your body. Oh, that is so cool. What it means to your spiritual growth and what foods it means that you should be feeding yourself to have the best physical and spiritual body. That is incredible. Um, The next day in Monrovia, there's a music festival. Uh, For those of you who don't know where Monrovia is, it's kind of in the Pasadena adjacent area. It goes Pasadena, Arcadia, Monrovia. My office is in Monrovia. It's a cute little town. It goes back to 1890. Wow. And they're having a music festival. And they're having a section of booths called the 
health zone. And I will be in the health zone, but not with my arm machine because there's no power. So I won't be able to do that. But you can come. You can ask me any questions that you want to ask. I really want to get the information out. So come. I'll be available. So come. Then on the 13th of June, I am speaking with three other women in Burbank. And it's called Fresh Inspirations. If you go to my page, It Feels Good to Feel Good, on Facebook, all of this stuff is listed. Beautiful. I also have um, two summits coming up. One starts on Mother's Day, which is all living to your own passion Mm -hmm. and spreading what your mission is. And it's 28 women internationally, all over the world, talking about what they're doing to spread their mission. And then right after that, a week later, I'm part of a summit about having a healthy gut. Mm. So that if you didn't understand what I was talking about with leaky gut, there's going to be 21 people talking about why it's important to have a healthy gut and what you can do about it. And I'm sure we all have different approaches. So that's fun. Um, And if you follow me on Facebook, you can find me at all of these things so that you know what's going on. And then there were some summits that I did earlier this year. So where I have the recordings, they're on my website, and that's where all the stuff is in the free stuff section. So there's more information than you ever dreamt you wanted, but (laughs) if you want to feel good, it's worth it to download it and to take a look. Absolutely. Such, such valuable information. And I think the most important thing to know is that you have the power in your hands. And if you just can start with one of these things that you've mentioned today, you're well on your way to feeling good. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. When somebody said, what makes me qualified? Hey, I lived through it. Yeah. This is my life. Right. Exactly. And where I was six years ago to where I am today is night and day. Mm-hmm. Do I have an education? Yes, I have a BA from Berkeley. And yes, I went back and got my health coaching. But the biggie is that I lived through all of this. Absolutely. So that's what makes me important to listen to. Yes. Because I'm feeling pretty darn good. You so looking pretty darn good, model. too. You're looking darn yes. good, too. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it was such a privilege to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your information with us. We really, really appreciate you. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm going to do you. a podcast too, so I'll have you guys be one of my first guests. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Your story. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Awesome. All right. Thanks again, Cheryl, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.